Then we're going to do frozen hot chocolate. Cool. And then after that, we're going to visit Santa at Macy's. Totally. And to top it all off with a fancy dinner at Sushi Mambo. It's a lot of stuff. I like to keep it light and fun with my mom. I mean, she's kind of conservative. So I appreciate you cutting the cheese. <laughs> Cut the cheese. Shit, I haven't said that since like 1997. Oh, whoa, yes. Oh my God, thank God. I'm so sorry about that. Woo, okay. Back, baby, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, but cut the cheese is excellent. Thank science for sad lamps. Why don't they just call them happy lamps? Cause like sad lamps sounds so sad. Oh, it's not like sad. It stands for seasonal affective disorder, which indicates the annual cycle of depression that I and others like me experience every winter, all winter <laughs> and fall. And like uh, the end of summer too. It's that sadness, you know, that chews us up and spits okay. us out into the black abyss. Okay, here we go. Oh, okay. wow, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> up and down, yeah. Juicing up. Uh, uh, uh. Thank you, thank okay. you, thank you, thank you. Thank yeah. You. Hello, hello, hello. Hola, konnichiwa, bonjour. What's up? And welcome back to the OK Vibes podcast. Tis I, your host, Justine Monique, back at you to get into a, another blog post posted on the OK Vibes blog located at okvibes.wordpress.com. And I hope you enjoyed this week's featured intro clip. That is from one of my favorite shows that was aired on Comedy Central called Broad City, in case y'all didn't know. Oh my gosh. And that is the scene where Alana is clearly struggling. Uh, she's trying to get that happy light going for her to get herself through the time of the year that can bring you tears, okay? And I know what she's going through because I suffer from seasonal affective disorder, aka SAD, aka the winter blues myself. And I actually wrote a blog post about it back in 2010 that I would like to share with y'all. Let us get into it. Overcoming the Winter Blues, published on November 29th, 2010. If you're anything like me, cold weather sucks the joy out of your life. But guess what? It doesn't have to be that way. I find that the key to overcoming the winter blues is to stay productive while maintaining a cuddly outward temperature. You don't have to go outside to experience happiness. I'm frugal, so I try to save money and stretch dollars to the best of my abilities. Since I have a central heating system that runs on oil, I focus on ways to keep my electric bill low as well as the oil supply intact without going broke. The first thing I do is keep my heat on only when necessary. For instance, when I know I'm leaving for more than 10 minutes and before bedtime, I shut off my central heat and keep my electric radiator going, but only at night. I don't trust leaving it on while I'm away from home, which I use as a supplemental heat source. When I do have my central heat on, I don't like having the temperature past 65 degrees on the thermostat, except on days below 40 degrees, where I'm forced to crank it to 70 degrees. If the kids and I are home during the day, I may keep the central heat off until the early evening. If I feel chilly, then I layer myself with an extra shirt and or thermals. 
I also don't heat the whole house. Only the areas the kids and I dwell in the most, which is the bedroom area. If we go to the other parts of the house, we stay warm with slippers and robes, sometimes hoodies. I just don't see the sense in trying to warm an entire home if I'm not occupying the entire home. This method keeps us comfortable, which is the key, because I can't function properly if I'm shivering my ass off. That's one way to keep the winter blues away. Not worrying about outrageous electric and oil bills. Here's a list of enjoyable things to do when you're being a hermit. These are suggestions, not a cure-all. We're all different, so what works for me may not work for you, but it's worth a shot. Watching movies. With sites like Z-Movie and Hulu, there's no excuse to say there isn't something to watch. And the best part is, it's all free. You can also get a Netflix membership, which has reasonable plans starting at under $10. Play games. Board games, cards, Wii, WOW, aka World of Warcraft, whatever tosses your salad. If you're not big on gaming systems, then try the game apps on Facebook first. Read books. I want to choke people who say reading is boring. There are so many different types of books to read that even the non-reader will be swayed to give it a shot, if they're open-minded. With books on CD and wireless reading devices like the Kindle and Nook, the reading experience is more entertaining. YouTube. Can't go wrong with music videos and or watching chinchillas attack animals four times their size. Crafting. Yes, arts and crafts aren't just for seniors and kindergartners. Get your creative freak on and put those hands to work with sites like Arts and Crafts Ideas. You're bound to find something to get you in the spirit of creation. Bake. Being in the kitchen with a hot stove and fiery oven not only keeps you toasty, but you get to fill your belly too. Go online and find some recipes you've been wanting to try and see what edible magic you end up with. Exercise. It keeps you warm, and it's also a good way to stay fit while you overindulge in holiday foods and random cocoa binges. Sex. It counts as exercise and keeps you warm. So don't look at winter as the death of summer. Look at it as the beginning of self-discovery. Considering that was published back in 2010, things change, and I do want to elaborate more about living in a situation where I had to pretty much keep my thermostat low and still be pretty uncomfortable. Oh man, yeah, keeping the thermostat on 65 degrees and layering up was not my idea of a good time, but it was the best thing I could do with what the hell I have. And at that time, I was still living in my mother's home. I had not been relocated to the basement yet because the basement was not finished. So it was not a proper place to live, let alone living with my two younger children at the time. So it, uh, it, was, it was a bit rough. I wasn't making that much money. So I had to, had to resort to those situations. But now I live in a place where I can comfortably afford to heat my whole home. And guess what? Keep the thermostat on a reasonable 74 degrees, y'all. Like, yes, moving up. Hashtag elevate your life. But anyway, <laughs> so I'm in a way more comfortable situation now where I don't feel like I have to layer up at home. I still wear some comfortable clothes if I'm just home all day, you know, something uh, longer sleeve, but, you know, not as fucking sweater or feeling like I got to stick a thermal up underneath because at that point I'm going to be uncomfortable. That's one of the things I don't really care for when it comes to the colder months, particularly winter, really winter, is when you got to layer the fuck up. So, and for me, I'm already cold natured, so I probably have to layer a lot more than other folks too. 
And uh, in regards to my suggestion about uh, Hulu being free, I don't know if Hulu's free anymore. <laughs> I've always had the pay plan for the most part. And as we know, with all these streaming services, they bump up the price every year. Netflix. So haha at getting a plan under $10 on Netflix. I'm pretty sure that is obsolete at this point. I still have Netflix and it's definitely not under a $10 plan y'all. Um, but talking about baking, that was something else I mentioned in the post. I rarely, I don't, I guess I can say I rarely bake now. Um, the only time I've been baking as of late is doing meal prep for my breakfast. Uh, I was making these oatmeal cups, but I'm over them now <laughs> after having them for like, I don't know, six months. I'm ready to move on to something else. So yeah, I don't really bake like that no more. And as far as the crafting, now I do like crafting. I haven't done it as much as I would like, but I would like to get into it more. I recently did my own little project where I found this glitter construction paper type stuff I had from a former project. And I made myself this nice affirmation on it. I took a black permanent marker and I wrote, I am loved and guided. And I put it up there. So now I could see it every day. It's sitting on my whiteboard slash corkboard. It's a nice, beautiful reminder. So yeah, I got to get into crafting more. And let's see, what else, what else did I mention? Oh, about the games. Now, I did put WOW, aka World of Warcraft, in there. I've never played World of Warcraft. I just know about it. I know it's a thing. It has never been my thing. And no shade to anybody who is way all up into it. It's just not for me. Um, it doesn't look like it's my thing. But <laughs> I am an avid player of The Sims 4. And I know The Sims 5, I think, is supposed to be dropping this year or next. I don't know. But anyway, that is more of my speed as far as uh, playing the games go. I do enjoy a board game. And I do enjoy a card game. So that is a great idea for, you know, if you want to get friends together, like, hey, guys, why don't we just come over, have a couple drinks, some delicious food and play a board game or a card game. I feel like that's a nice way to bond without having to go outside and deal with the elements and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So that is that for that particular blog post. And I did end up writing something related to it later on in 2021. Let's get into that post. Natural light equals natural meds. Published on February 8th, 2021. I love natural lighting and won't hesitate to let one of my household members know if I'm bothered by their use of electric lighting. It annoys the hell out of me when someone flips a light switch when it's sunny outside. Draw back the curtains and open the blinds before I karate chop your neck. Yes, it's that deep with me. Especially this time of year when SAD pays me a visit, plus the ongoing stress of the COVID-19 pandemic. Pulling back my curtains and opening my blinds allows the natural light to invigorate me and alert my senses to start the day. It's also a pleasant and low-key reminder that there's something outside of my apartment to look forward to. Though I never look forward to the wind chill and ice. It's snowing outside as I type this. Snow is a resplendent nuisance. Anyone living in a snowy climate knows how quickly a snow day can transform from fun to frightening, especially if you have to drive in and out on an unsalted road. But I digress. Cheers to windows and blinds for allowing me to experience some natural mental health treatment during this unusually dark time. I would also like to give myself credit 
for also being more willing to accept social invitations during the colder months of the year. Because before I wouldn't because I'm like, it's too cold. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to deal with the wind and having to bring a coat and blah, blah, fucking blah. <laughs> and what I found over the last couple of years from accepting the social invites of others is that it's helped me a lot because it's breaking up my routine. I'm not just sitting around being cold and looking at the gray sky and shit. I'm out. I'm experiencing something awesome for the most part, you know, because I would like to only hang out with people whose company I enjoy unless it's a work thing. But at that point, you know, it's because it's work. I'm doing it not because I really want to do it. But anyway, the point is when on your off time, you can actually enjoy the company of people that you love and appreciate, you know, it's going to be a great time. It automatically boosts your spirits. So that's something I've gotten better about and communicating a little bit more during this time, because I, I would just shut down y'all for real, just shut the fuck down um, another thing that's helped me over the past couple of years as well is using natural supplements like ashwagandha, um, DMAE, St. John's wort, those things. I'll make sure to start incorporating when I can feel that fucking seasonal depression coming on. I'm like, uh-uh, bitch, I'm going to put you in the back seat. We are not playing this game. And overall, because I have worked on becoming more self-aware and just being uh, more in tune with myself, I have also been in a better mood. I'd say I've been in a better mindset with that. So it's helped me also to alleviate the seasonal depression. You know, when you're in a shitty uh, attitude type of situation, it's only going to make everything else worse. It's something else that you have to keep in mind. So if you're not in the best state of mind, whatever's going on around you is just all going to look like a pile of shit, essentially. It's like you're wearing shit colored glasses instead of rose colored glasses. That makes sense. <laughs> and please note, I want to be very clear in saying that I understand there are levels to certain types of depression and I don't want to make it seem like, you know, anything I suggest, anything that I say from my own perspective is some cure all. I'm speaking specifically from my own experience. Um, I have friends who can suffer from or who have suffered from severe depression. You know, I've had friends who also like myself experience seasonal depression. And again, it's, there's levels to that as well. You know, that you can have the type where it just makes you completely shut down. Like you just, you're in like some kind of shroud, you know, I've been, I've had ex certain experiences with that, or you could have the type where it just gets you down for a little bit. And, you know, maybe you dance out, dance it out for a bit, which that's also a nice tip as well is, you know, Hey, Put on some music that makes you feel good and just fucking dance. I mean, that's also exercise too. So, you know, that can help lift your mood a bit, even if it's just for a couple minutes. Shit, that's better than nothing. But um, no, I was saying that to say, you know, sometimes people can do that and then that'll kind of reset them and get them back on track. But as I was doing some more research into this, which I've already done a lot of research over the years just to, you know, do a self-diagnosis, understand what the hell's going on with me, especially since I've been privy to having depression before, but of course, I was like, why the fuck is it this time of year? I always get so bent the fuck out of shape, you know? But um, as I was perusing on YouTube, as I do, I came across this video from Mudwater and it really got me thinking. Let me share it with y'all. Capitalism likes to separate us from nature. We're supposed to be able to conquer it, control it, rise above it. So we continue to multitask. We continue to be productive rather than slowing down. 
We organize around nine to five schedules. We shift in and out of daylight savings time rather than paying attention to the sun, the moon, the tides, and our own internal rhythms that like to mirror those of the external rhythms of nature. We also have made up all of these borders between nation states, drawing imaginary lines on the planet to divide ourselves, which prevents us from migrating to warmer places and people. We too need a season of rest, time to retreat inward, to be still and reflective, to preserve our energy, to nourish our minds, bodies, and spirits so we can be ready for the flurry of activity that spring energy produces. So how can we move with the season instead of against it? I am telling y'all, listening to that was like, this makes so much sense. This makes perfect fucking sense. And I have said for the longest time, for anybody who's known me for a while, I wish I could just hibernate, okay? <laughs> I just, I wish I had the ability to fucking hibernate, at least from like mid-November to mid-March. That would be so fucking awesome. And I wonder, but of course we're not going to know because, you know, ethical things and how people might feel about that. And we also have to think about how much money these major corporations and these other entities that we don't know about, these little fucking secret societies and shit that really rule the world, would lose out on if humans shut down for months at a time. If we just didn't have to go eat, if we didn't have to buy fucking gas, we didn't have to pay some bills and shit like that. Even though, of course, I'm sure the more privileged of us, uh, the more blessed of us, could afford to pay their rent and whatnot through the months that they're hibernating. But for those of us that got to get the fuck up out of here and work and don't have a prepayment plan, you know what I'm saying? We don't have a backup plan, little fucking uh, money bag parachute going on. You know, how would that work, right? Or what would you do? You have to tap out and wake up and, I don't know, work just enough to pay the rent? I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> I've always wished that I could hibernate just to get through that cold fucking time because it is hard. It's hard for me to wake up even in the morning, y'all, because now when I'm waking up early as fuck for work, it's dark out and that does not energize me at all. All that tells my body is, bitch, roll back over. <laughs> you ain't done yet. It's not time to rise. So it is difficult, like just that on top of it, just to get that natural burst of let's get it in, let's get it on, let's make some action, let's kick our legs out, throw our fucking hands up and get this day going. So thinking about that video, that mud water video, I'm like, yes, this makes so much sense. And you can see it in everyone around you, unless there's people who just love this time, which there are, don't get me wrong, I've, I've come across plenty of people that, I love being cold, I just, I love the crispness in the air of fall, and I love the chill of winter air, just Jack Frost kissing me, ooh. Okay, that's good for y'all, and don't, please know this, <laughs> I genuinely appreciate every season and what it brings because there is pros and cons to each one, okay? But I will say <laughs> winter has always been my least fucking favorite. Like the fall I do like because it does tell us to slow the fuck down, to chill out. I enjoy a fucking pumpkin spice donut. I like myself some apple cider. However, and we all bust know, we can't forget, okay? I'm a Halloween bitch. Y'all know that? Halloween baby over here however it always fall always just makes me think of fuck winter's coming winter is coming <laughs> you know so it's like I tr I'm trying to enjoy it but I also know shit damn old man winter right around the corner he's gonna be on my ass even though I will say 
the last winter we had here in the northeast region where I reside has been a mild one. So I will say if the winters are mild where we get barely any snow and shit, I can handle that a lot better. Because, baby, when that snow was on the ground, it is a different beast. I already talked about my previous blog post. I'm not going to get way up into it. Because if y'all that deal with the winter time, especially the snowy parts, know, you know. I don't want to re-traumatize you unless you love that shit. There's some people like, fuck yeah, I want a blizzard. Oh yeah, blizzard, blizzard, make the snow come down. And here's the thing. When I was a child, I would love that because I meant no fucking school if it happened on a school day. <laughs> that was brilliant. And hey, everybody, bust out your sleds. Let's go sledding. But as an adult, that shit just gets in the way, baby. Because now you're like, okay, well, are we open? Are we closed? Is there a line I could call into the job so I can know if they need me in today? Are they expecting me in today? You know, and a lot of places won't just say, okay, you can have the day off. Don't worry about it affecting your pay because a lot of people don't get paid time off. Um, And then there are some people who maybe they're banking that paid time off. And then now they might be forced to use it because of weather. Shit that is out of their control. We can't control mother nature as much as humankind wants to. We will never be ever to get a grip on mother nature. But anyway, moving right along. I also saw from a source online as I do my research on the nets, the Atlantic had a uh, post thrown up here that was published this year titled The Surprising Truth About Seasonal Depression. I would like to read it to y'all. Let's get into it. The Surprising Truth About Seasonal Depression. That we're all sad in winter is a common refrain, but some researchers are questioning the season's psychological effects. By Maggie Mertens. Published on March 13th, 2023. Since Sunday's daylight saving, many of us are feeling new excitement for spring after months of being beaten down by a frigid winter, right? Or at least that's the prevailing narrative across a large part of the country, that we suffer through the doldrums of winter and the payoff is a glorious lead up to summer's main event. The idea of winter as a season full of dark, depressing cold days that people barely survive seems ever-present in American culture bolstered by articles on how to beat the winter blues, a billion-dollar light therapy industry, and even a countdown in the Pacific Northwest, where I live, to what we call the Big Dark. But some researchers have long interrogated that notion, calling winter's psychological effects into question and wondering whether we hear so much about how terrible winter is for our psyches that we've come to believe it unequivocally. The term seasonal affective disorder, or rather its catchy acronym, SAD, is so popular that it's used in casual conversation. Steve Labello, a psychologist and researcher at Auburn University at Montgomery, set out to do his own assessment of the nationwide scale of SAD, annual depression that follows a strict seasonal cycle, typically occurring in fall and winter and receding in spring and summer. Labello and his team analyzed data from the CDC's Behavioral Risk Factor Survey, which asked hundreds of thousands of Americans each year about their health and well-being, including a separate screening for depression and anxiety, to see whether major depression rates followed a seasonal trend. We expected cases to increase in the wintertime and then for that to subside starting in early spring and so forth, and there was nothing like that in the data, Labello told me of the study they published in 2016. It was just flat as a pancake all the way through the year. 
They also found no correlation between major depression and the respondent's latitude or hours of daylight. A couple of years later, in 2018, Labello published another paper that found no correlation between even mild depression and the seasons. Still, the idea that we are all more likely to be sad and depressed in winter has dominated, and Labello argues that the view is more steeped in folklore than science. SAD was introduced to the psychology world in a 1984 paper that presented an American study of 29 patients. Those patients had volunteered for the study by responding to a newspaper ad and were pre-screened to include only those who had already been diagnosed with a major affective disorder. Most of them had bipolar affective disorder and reported having experienced over at least two previous winters depression that receded in the spring or summer. A seasonal pattern specifier was soon added to the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders chapter on affective disorders, and the criteria for SAD diagnosis was set. A person must experience major depression during a specific season. That depression must go away during another season, and that pattern must repeat for at least two years. Today, an estimated 4-6% to of the U.S. population experiences SAD during the winter months. A smaller percentage of SAD cases are summer-induced, which is in no way commensurate with the casual way so many Americans apply the term to themselves. As with a lot of psychology research, the question of how seasons affect our brains is complicated and varies widely. Many studies suggest that there is some connection between the seasons, light exposure, and depressive symptoms for some people. Others challenge these findings, such as a 2008 literature review by a team based in northern Norway that reported that, even in their extreme winter environment, they found no correlation between depressive symptoms and amount of environmental light. In Sweden and Britain, too, national health systems have reported that the evidence for light therapy in treating depressive disorders is inconclusive. That isn't to say no one experiences depressive symptoms in the winter because of the weather, just that a population-wide connection explaining that winter equals bad mood is hard to pin down. What's certain is that no one's mood and cognition are affected by the seasons the same way. In fact, while longer, warmer days are commonly thought of as a kind of folk remedy for feeling down, some people who live in climates where the sun always shines report feeling a bit out of sorts by the absence of winter. Kay Sidrowski, a 42-year-old rock climber and writer, grew up in Michigan and went to college in Boston before moving to Los Angeles. The lack of seasons, particularly winter, just did not feel right to me, she told me by email. The chill in the air of winter makes me feel more alive and alert, while summer heat makes me lethargic like a sloth. The shortness of the days in the winter forces me to take advantage of the daylight to get things done before I relax and hibernate when it gets dark. Sadrowski, who now lives in Golden, Colorado, said she feels the highest energy in the cold, snowy winter months. Some folks even discover a different kind of productivity in the winter. Living in Atlanta, Muriel Vega doesn't experience harsh winters by any means, but she grew up in a tropical country where it was always sunny and warm, and she now finds the cooler southern winter to be her favorite time of year. Vega likes the break from the heat and the constant social obligations. Winter is a very special time to stay inside, the 36-year-old product manager told me. The summer tends to be filled with friend hangs, beach days, and park visits, but in the winter, she's able to be productive in other ways, such as spending more time with her family, reading, cleaning her house, and cooking time-intensive recipes. 
The question of whether winter actually makes us mentally sluggish is also gaining attention from brain researchers. Timothy Brennan, a University of Oslo psychology professor with a focus on memory and cognition, studies whether seasonal differences produce any changes in cognitive tasks such as memory, attention, or reaction speed. He based his research in Tromsø, Norway. It's located above the Arctic Circle, and for two months of the year, the sun doesn't rise above its horizon at all, making the city a favorite for this kind of study. Most has showed no difference in performance between summer and winter, and, of course, that did. Four out of five actually suggested a winter advantage. Brennan wrote in his paper, Even so, many of us frequently attribute sleepiness or a lack of brain productivity to seasonal depression. If we all truly depressed in winter, Brennan told me, this would have quite huge effects on society, and it just doesn't. The seasons do affect our lives, Brennan clarified, although a growing body of research shows that major psychological effects, such as depression and cognitive slowdown, are likely not what most of us are experiencing during winter. Waking up on dark winter mornings can be tougher than waking up in the summer, for instance. But being groggy when you're woken up from a deep sleep has nothing to do with depression, he said. What you may be feeling in those instances are the effects of a disruption to your sleep cycle or the draw of a cozy warm bed on a cold morning. We may be uncomfortable in lower temperatures or feel inconvenienced by hazardous weather such as blizzards, and we may even joke about wanting to hibernate for the entire season. Yet our nervous systems and lives don't just come to a halt. Some of the busiest travel weekends happen over the winter holidays, and throughout January and February, many people flock to the mountains to ski, snowboard, or sled. Sure, winter can be dark and navigating it can be a pain, but for the majority of us, the season isn't necessarily to blame for anything more serious than that. I am thankful that that article exists because, of course, as I've said, I've years ago self-diagnosed myself with having seasonal affective disorder. And um, because of before dealing with different types of depression, even as a child, you know, I know that you could become way more privy to experiencing seasonal affective disorder. And I do notice my mood from when I've lived in places like Florida where I didn't experience this. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to say when I lived in North Carolina, there weren't really many cold, cold days like that. So I would say it wasn't that frequent, but, um, I don't want to sit here and say like, I'm totally against what the study says. I'm not saying that because I don't feel like I'm one of those people also that's like blaming everything on my seasonal depression. You know, I recognize when I'm feeling out of sorts and I do something about it. You know, I didn't always, I would just kind of sit with it and let it kind of run me down. But, uh, you know, just to touch back on what I said before about how every season has a pro and a con, one of my favorite parts about the wintertime is that it does force you to kind of sit with yourself because you're not running around unless you are. Some people, again, like that one person mentioned in the Atlantic article, gets energized by the colder seasons. I do not, clearly. <laughs> but, you know, it's great if you're a writer, if you're someone who likes spending a lot of time with yourself if you're someone who does have a project to do that only involves you, you know, you can have less distractions. It's more quiet. I do like the smell of the crisp winter air. I do enjoy that. I do enjoy the stillness as well. It can be very peaceful. So I do want to 
give Winter uh, its kudos for that and how I feel about it. Like I said, some people probably don't like that, but <laughs> I could tell you for one thing, and I've been saying this for years as well, is that I feel like I am two different people throughout the year because there's my warm seasonal self who, who tends to be more outgoing, even though, again, y'all know as an introvert, I got to have my time to myself. I got to have that social downtime. <laughs> that social battery is real. And then there's my other self that's my more winter self or my cold season self who is less likely to want to accept an invite to go out who is less likely to um feel so invigorated you know and because of the uh temperature and stuff feeling a little more worn down a little more tired which that is scientific as well because if it rains due to the air pressure and all these things that does make you feel more tired so that is something I looked into as well because I was like why the fuck do I feel tired when it's raining so Depending on who you are, I mean, the weather can have an effect on you. And because I have um, considered myself a highly sensitive person and, um, you know, I've had read that, you know, highly sensitive people, again, you know, because we are highly sensitive, we can be affected by a lot of things and the weather is one of them. So I'm not going to discount that. And again, I'm saying that for me, but if there's anyone else out there, who relates, reach out to me, talk about it, let us commune, you know what I'm saying, let's do that, and I do have to say, I feel bad for those folks who deal with uh, what I'll call the summertime sadness, because, you know, damn, that that's my time, I can't wait for the fucking sun to come out and be out in the summer, do I like boiling ass hot days, hell no, who does, <laughs> but I don't, I am not one of those people, I, but I do like having less clothes on, not that I'm nearly naked, y'all, but you know what I mean, I don't like layering the fuck up, you know, I like wearing shorts and a tank top and throwing on my shades and having on my sandals and shit, that is a good time for me, and, you know, just enjoying that sun on me and, you know, having myself a gelato out there, getting some of that water ice, delicious, but anyway, I am so glad that y'all joined me for this episode. Please share it. And again, reach out to me. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the OK Vibes blog. It is located at okvibes.wordpress.com. Follow me on Instagram and or Twitter, aka X or X, aka Twitter. I don't know. At Justine Monique, J-U-S-T-I-N-E. M-O-N-I-K-U-E. And don't forget to check out my Amazon author page. I have one located on Amazon. You can get all of my current works on Amazon. Some are in paperback form. Some are strictly ebooks. So if you got a Kindle, fill that Kindle up. Fill that Kindle up. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate y'all. And I will be back at you next Thursday at 12, 12 p.m. EST with a new episode. Thank you again and bye. Thank you.